Welcome to Christian Assembly, a family church. Since 1930, we've been serving the communities of Western Pennsylvania, Ohio, and West Virginia with the good news of Jesus Christ. With over 40 years of Bible teaching and ministry experience, Pastor Bill brings faith-filled revelation from God's Word. We believe with you, wherever you are, that God will inspire and change your life through the following teaching. For more information about Christian Assembly, follow us on social media or visit our website at cafamily.net. share with you a few thoughts from scripture here actually from a perspective of praying some prayers that maybe we're not used to notice that uh, I entitled this prayers of Paul we have certain prayers that we know that Paul has prayed but there's a lot in here that he prayed about that maybe sometimes we overlook so real quickly we're just going to go through we're not going to go all these scriptures just a few but look at, first of all, for godly living, what he prays. 2 Corinthians 13, verse 7. This is from the New American Standard Bible. Notice this. Now we pray to God that you do no wrong. Whoa. Would you pray that for your child? I pray to God that you do no wrong. That not that we ourselves may appear approved, but that you may do. We need to back up. Let's back up to that first verse. But that you may do what is right. I'm, Paul said, I'm praying that you do no wrong. I'm praying that you do what is right. Why did you ever get on your knees and pray that for somebody? I'm praying that you do no wrong. I'm praying that you do what is right. Look at the next one, 2 Corinthians 13, look at verse 9. For rejoice when we ourselves are weak, but you are strong. This we also pray for. What's that? That you may be made complete. In other words, another translation says that you may be mature. I pray. When you're praying for someone, are we praying for their spiritual maturity? Because that's what it boils down to. If we mature in Christ, what happens? There's a lot of things that we won't do. There's a lot of things that we will do. Look at Philippians chapter 1. Here's what he's praying for this group. And this I pray, that your love may abound still more and more in real knowledge and all discernment. Why? So that you may approve the things that are excellent in order to be sincere and blameless until the day of Christ. Having been filled with the fruit of righteousness which comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. So he is praying for them to be blameless. He's praying for them to be sincere. What a directive. I pray that so-and-so is sincere. I pray that I would be sincere, that my heart would be sincere in the things of God, in all that I do. Look at the next, well, the next one I'm just going to share it with you. Here in Colossians, he prayed that they would walk in a worthy manner, pleasing God in every way, bearing fruit in many ways, and also increasing in the knowledge of God. So here we see Paul praying specific prayers for the people that he brought into the kingdom of God, or fathered, you could say. 
When it comes to ministry, look at this one in Romans chapter 1. Sometimes we overlook some of these things. For God, whom I serve in my spirit in the preaching of the gospel of his Son, is my witness as to how unceasingly I make mention of you always in my prayers, making request, if perhaps now at last, by the will of God, I may succeed in coming to you. For I long to see you, that I may impart some spiritual gift to you, that you may be established. Now notice he's, he's praying for a twofold thing here. An open door of ministry for me to get to you and have ministry time with you. Why? So that I might impart something to you. Now, can you imagine if Paul, the apostle, knocked on your door and just said, I want to share some things with you. Well, what's that, Paul? Well, first of all, let me just preface it by saying this. These are not my thoughts and these are not my words. Jesus took me aside and for three years he taught me what I'm about to share with you. Would that get your attention? I'm going to share some things with you that Jesus taught me. So get ready. Get your notepad out. Get your ink pen. Start writing some of these things down because these come straight from the master himself, the master teacher. Hmm. Pretty amazing, wouldn't you say? So he's praying for opportunities to enter in to their places of, in places of ministry to impart something to them. Uh, look at uh, Romans 15. Verses 30 and 30. Well, these, these are from the New American Standard Bible. Romans 15, 30 and 31. Oh, I'm sorry. You don't have to put it up. Here Paul is praying for them, for him to be rescued from these disobedient individuals that were challenging him down the road. Anywhere he went, he was praying for deliverance from them so that they wouldn't uh, interfere with what he was attempting to do so that his service would be acceptable among the people. And then in the next one, he was praying for boldness of speech and utterance to proclaim the truth. Whether it's me praying or, or preaching or teaching, or whether someone else that you know that's preaching or teaching, or you yourself, you're trying to minister to somebody, it's important to pray that similar prayer. May the boldness come upon me to accurately proclaim the truth of the Word of God. You know, these nights are talk, we're talking about an hour of power, a time to share a little, to praise a little, to worship a little, to pray a little. And we want to be specific and direct about the things that we want to pray about. And as you look at some of these scriptures, whatever it is that sinks within your soul, take it to heart and say, you know what? I need to pray that for someone. Look at 1 Thessalonians chapter 3. And here, verse 10. Night and day we pray most earnestly for you to get a million dollars. That we may see you again and supply what is lacking in your faith. Wow. I see some things lacking in your faith. and I'm praying night and day that I just be able to see you again. We wouldn't even begin to relate to the challenges that probably he had to get to these people, to share these things with them, to help them. You remember, if he was the one who fathered them in the faith, he wanted to see to it that they grew in the faith and their faith would become strong. And so that's what his prayer was. Lord, help me to get to these people. I want to impart something good to them. Look at uh, the next one. Uh, you know this verse in Ephesians chapter 3, that we'd be strengthened with might by His Spirit in the inner man. These are prayers that He is praying for strength. But in 1 Thessalonians, look at this one. May He strengthen your hearts so that you'll be blameless and holy in the presence of our God. How do we get blameless and holy? By having our hearts strengthened. How do we get our hearts strengthened? By asking Him, by praying, by believing God. 
And then he goes on to say, Our Father, when our Lord Jesus comes with all his holy ones. So, Lord, strengthen my heart. Lord, strengthen my daughter's heart, my son's heart. Lord, strengthen whoever's heart it might be. I'm asking you in Jesus' name. Increase knowledge. In Ephesians chapter 1, he talks about our knowledge of him is to be increased. That he would give us the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. We want our knowledge of him to increase by degree and measure. If we just prayed that for ourselves, I want an increase of my knowledge of you. I want to know you more and more and I want to know you better. In uh, Colossians chapter 1, we're going to put this one up. Look at verse uh, 9. For this reason also, since the day we heard of it, we have not ceased to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding. So now he is asking God to fill them with this knowledge of his will. So an increase of the knowledge of the will of God in his life for their lives. In Ephesians uh, chapter 3, uh, an increased revelation of God's love. He prayed that they would know the length, the breadth, the depth, the height of God's love that passes knowledge. And so that was his prayer. We need to pray the prayer for ourselves. We need to pray the prayer for other people as well. Help them to know this endless, boundless love that you've displayed for us in Christ. Open up our eyes to it. Then in Ephesians 1, notice this revelation of his power. His power to usward who believe. This great working of his mighty power that he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead. Anybody here want to say that we have a full revelation of that power that he used to raise Christ from the dead? We'd love to have it, wouldn't we? That's what he was praying for. That we would all have this full, in-depth understanding of this power that raised up Jesus from the dead, which is the greatest working of God's almighty power. Sometimes we look at his creation of the universe. He knows the number of the sand along the seashore. He knows about anything and everything he's created. But the greatest working of his power was what he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead. Imagine to wrap your brain around that. And he's praying what? That we would have that revelation of that. Because if he could do that, he could bring dead bones back to life. It's hard for us to, in the natural, see some of these things. Notice for this increased love in Philippians 1.9, that their love would abound yet more and more in all wisdom and knowledge. First Thessalonians, look at this one, chapter 3 and verse 12, New American Standard. He prayed that the Lord would cause you to increase and abound in love for one another and for all people, just as also we also do for you. That's a specific prayer, that there would be an increase of this love for all men. And then in Romans 15, here he's praying for a oneness among the people, a unity among the people. Now may the God who gives perseverance and encouragement grant you to be the same mind, of the same mind with one another according to Christ Jesus, so that with one accord you may with one voice glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. What an amazing prayer. He's praying this for all these people. The church at Rome, that they would be of the same mind. He prayed the same thing in the first chapter of Corinthians, the first book of Corinthians. They'd be of one heart, one mind, one speech. And then finally, and again, this is not an exhausted list of all the things that he prayed for. But there are some things here that maybe we haven't really clearly, we haven't seen. Simple things, but yet profound things. What about for Israel? Chapter 10, verse 1, Romans. Look at what it says. Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is, is what, Paul? What is it? That they 
might be saved. Did you hear that? Wait a minute. I've had people say to me, they're God's chosen people. What do you mean that they're, they're all saved? Mm -mm. Paul didn't think so. Paul did not think so at all, did he? He prayed to God that they might be saved. Hallelujah. So here's a list of some things. If we take it home, look at it, and for yourself, for somebody else, Lord, I pray that they do no wrong and that they do what is right. That's my prayer for this person. It could be for yourself. But there are many things that we could pray. Paul prayed to be rescued from disobedient individuals as he proclaimed the gospel. So let's all minister to the Lord tonight. Uh, contemplate some of these things. We pray tonight that there would be an increase among us. Not just of the glory of God. We thank God for his glory. But a revelation of him. Knowledge that goes beyond our understanding even right now. Amen. Let's pray. Hallelujah. Father, we humble ourselves before you tonight. And we pray accurately according to your word. Believing that as we do, you have ears that hear. And that you have eyes that see. And a hand that reaches out to minister to those that are in need. To answer the prayers that are prayed. By your spirit to move in glorious ways. Our heart's desire is that we grow in spiritual maturity. And there would be a greater manifestation of the life of Christ in each and every one of us. That we would increase in revelation and knowledge of the power that raised up Jesus from the dead. And how this power is deep within our souls. Longing for liberty to move in us and through us in powerful ways that we would, dear Father, be empowered to accomplish the purpose of your will and to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ. And also be empowered to stand against all opposing forces of darkness and the temptations of this world. Father, we believe for oneness among us, for unity among us, one heart, one mind, one accord, serving you faithfully abounding in love, having a deeper revelation of what your will is for each and every one of our lives as individuals and also for a body of believers and as a church. We believe that this same love, dear Father, will increase for all men, not just those among us, but all men, as your word declares, even for any enemy that would come against us. We want to thank you for continued opportunities to proclaim the gospel to those that are out there and in need ministry opportunities everywhere we go. And we know that we don't have to be preachers in order to minister the word or proclaim the gospel, but we're all ministers of Christ and all ministers of the gospel. We thank you, Father, tonight for utterance and boldness and spiritual impartations to each and every one of us, equipping us for the call of God upon our lives. Hallelujah. We lift our hearts to heaven we lift up holy hands before your throne, and we surrender our everything and all to you. 
looking to you, Father God, for the answers to these requests tonight, that every one of us in humble ways would bow before your throne and let you know that we're not satisfied with where we're at, but our longing desire is to rise up to higher places in you, to be used mightily of you in this earth, in this last days in which we live, to be a part, dear Father God, of this great move of the Spirit of Almighty God, helping others to come into the sheepfold by the blood of the Lamb, focusing our attention on the things of greater importance and not the lesser, that every single one of us would hunger, that we all would thirst for the things of God like we never have before, that we would rise up, Father, to higher places in you and dig deep to deeper depths in you, that you would be glorified, that Jesus would be magnified among us, in us, and through us, that we would represent you well as fruit-bearing branches in the vine. Father, we, along with the Apostle Paul, pray for the salvation of all of Israel. We know that's your longing desire, that they come into the family of God through the jealousy that they have for the Gentiles who have come in. And so we echo that prayer. We pray, hallelujah, for the salvation of the Israeli people. As you move by your spirit, as you pour out your glory among them, as you bring them from the realms of darkness and remove the scales from their eyes to see the truth, hallelujah. And Father, tonight, we thank you in this place for moving in power and might in our own government, that you manifest your presence and power, that you touch the hearts and lives of all those political officers and individuals that you call ministers of righteousness, that you would impact them in glorious and powerful ways and remove from their eyes the blindness, that they would see the course that this nation is on, that they would understand the need to once again align themselves with you to carry out your will among us. We boldly declare and decree that no weapon formed against us will prosper in this land. We believe, dear Father God, for a voice that's proclaimed loudly here among us as we shout that the Lord is among us. That those, dear Father God, that have been given over to liberal uh, ideology, which have a change of heart deep within their souls, that can only come by revival of their spirits that you provide. Oh, we believe to see the glory of God. Let us stand together and declare that we believe to see the glory of God. We believe to see the hand of God in great manifestation. Hallelujah. Oh, that we do what is right and not what is wrong. Hallelujah. We thank you, dear Father God, that we would have sincere hearts that are blameless before you as we come before your throne and look to you in sincerity of faith. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you for your glory. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for your power. Thank you for the mighty working of your spirit. Thank you for spiritual impartations. Thank you for the body of Christ to rise up, having a longing desire, not for entertainment, but for glorious power from on high, with reverence and respect for who you are. To give you the glory and honor that is due your name. That we would gather together, praise God, with the fear of the Lord before our eyes. Knowing it's a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. For you are a consuming fire. That we would serve you 
with reverence and godly fear. The body of Christ, hallelujah, undergoing the mighty working of your spirit at this hour. We know in these last days, dear Father God, you, you said there'd be scoffers. You said there would be mockers among us that would say, where is the day of his coming? Hallelujah. But we know one day is a thousand years. A thousand years is, is the day. And so, Father God, we thank you that this is the hour. This is the day. We'll not be buffooned by the enemy into thinking that there's a long time that's ahead of us. Now is the hour. Now is the time. Now is the day of salvation. So we lift our hearts before your throne tonight. And we believe for great things from you because you're a mighty God. We believe to see your glory on display in manifestation. We're not gathered here for religious purposes. We're gathered here for reality with you. To have a relationship with you. To have your glory manifest among us. Your presence to walk up and down these aisles, praise God. To beckon others to come in off the streets to see you mightily at work in this place. It's not by power nor might, but by your spirit, saith the Lord. So tonight we believe it's by your spirit and we join forces together with you to accomplish your purposes in the earth. And so as we praise you and magnify you and honor you and glorify you tonight, O thou who inhabits the praises of your people, live big among us. Live mighty among us. Hallelujah. As we give you the honor and glory you deserve in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Give him praise, everybody. Hallelujah.